We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. All right, so this morning I want to talk about the fact that He is here. Jesus is here by His Spirit. He is here. I've not just administered bad news, have I? Yeah. You're lovely. You're great to be with. But, you know, it's a bit different that it's not just you. It's us together representing the body of Christ. And he promises when two or three, even two or three, gather together in his name, he promises to be here. The incomparable joy of being refreshed in his presence. What is more, Philippines, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things and I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Now, I want to be a little bit interactive. Um, when did you last, those of you that have already committed your lives to Jesus, when did you last take a moment or experience the joy of salvation? Last week, the week before, today, this morning? Have a little thought. When something kind of uncontainable bubbled up inside because you remembered, yes, he reached me. He drew me to himself. Now, I recognise, for some of you, you've never experienced that. I fear the danger for some of us is that, yeah, um, some point, some time. You know, I've been around for a long time. I've been following the Lord for a long time. But I'm talking about something that, is it a memory? I don't think it's stronger than that. I think it's a, it's a nudge of the Holy Spirit. We call it a revelation. It's more than a reminder. It's something in your, just can't contain it. He loves me. He gave his life for me. It just, well, you can use terms, refreshes your spirit or it's a significant thing. And I want that as we go through today, I want to speak to those of you that have never experienced this, as well as those of you that have journeyed for a a long time maybe, because I think we'll agree that we all desire, or maybe don't desire, we need something of the refreshing of God's presence. He is here because he said he would be here. When God touches us, when he refreshes us with his spirit, it renews 
our love for him, which is particularly expressed in a love for one another. I was, uh, I was thinking about this this morning, and uh, a memory came back to me, something I'd not thought of for a long time, and I thought, this is a, this is a bit odd. But let me tell it to you. Um, you see, one of the major outworkings of being refreshed or coming to know the love of God, according to the Bible, is that we love one another. We're joined together with an ability to love one another. Something more than just natural sort of family love, it's, a, it's something from deep within. In fact, that's the primary expression of being touched by the Spirit of God, being refreshed in his presence, catching a fresh glimpse of him. So I was a kid, I can't remember how old. My parents, who were Christian, at some point just got a fresh, fresh sight of him, an experience in the Holy Spirit. And they were, they were in our home, and the minister of the church, who was a younger guy, um, may have even been recently out of Bible college, he was there, and they'd had, I, mean, I don't know about this, I mean, I was in bed and asleep. They, they must have had an amazing experience. Into the early hours of the morning, and something consistent with that experience, which I've just said is loving God, loving one another. My father decided, uh, it wasn't that far, but he would give the minister a lift home rather than him having to walk. He didn't have a car, so in those days you gave somebody a lift on your bicycle. And I can't fully describe how you'd get a fully grown person on it, but they sat on the crossbar of an old sit-up-and-beg raily bike, and you would pedal them along in the pitch black of night. It was an expression. He just wanted to show his love. It was overflowing. Was it sensible? Well, I don't know. I mean... He had a different basis of what was sensible. I suppose if you've served in the fire service through the Blitz of London in the war, you've been on D-Day, you've got wounded, you've been left without being collected for several hours with a severed artery, you end up in hospital, 100% disabled. I mean, it kind of it sort of probably forms a different perspective. Anyway, so he's taking him on the bike. It's dark, don't have street lights then, not at night. Unfortunately, stepping out of the darkness was the policeman. Here, 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 what goes here? Because you're not supposed to do that. Now, I don't remember the rest of the story. Uh, here's my point. It was an overflow of love. It was an expression. Was it wise? Was it sensible? 
I don't think it mattered. It was the result of being touched and refreshed by the Spirit of God. Psalm 73, when I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. I'm afraid we're never going to get to these things through our understanding. Then it goes on to say, till I entered the sanctuary of God, the presence of God. Something changes knowledge, perspective, understanding. We need the refreshing of the presence of God on a continual repeating basis. Ephesians 3, pray that you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, long and high and deep is the love of Christ. We can't get that without the work of the Holy Spirit. You can study the Bible, you can read books, you can look at films, you can hear music, but it's the revelation that brings us into that place. So let me pause for a moment. Think of the last time that you experienced that sort of refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Was it in the last week? When was it? I'm not going to ask you to tell me or tell anybody else. I'm going to ask you to think. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good was it? Hands up for 10. Hands up for 1. 10 be the best. 10 be the best, yeah. <laughs> Hands up for 1. Hands up for 5. Um, hmm. 6, 7, 8. Okay. Hmm. Does make you think, though, doesn't it? Seriously, you can engage in this. So, hmm. No, I've never known that. To be real, to be honest, I've never known that. And the only way we ever will, it's God who works in us, both to create the desire and give the ability. You can't get to it any other way. It's God that does it. May have the power, I pray that you may have the power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep. Paul writing to the Ephesians there and he's saying his prayer is that there'll be something beyond the natural. I can't remember if I told you um, but um, at the team meeting um, where I was in, um, a month or so ago, the presence of God came just as uh, the senior guy um, said, just be quiet. Now give me the first word that comes to you. Now, it's not a trick. You can't play it. We couldn't do it. It's what God gave him to do. 
And the four of us gave, each gave the first word that came to us, and it formed the basis and the direction for the whole summit conference. I mean, God can do whatever he wants to do. And sometimes he says, you know, let's, let's kind of have a bit of fun. Do something a bit different for a change. I hope we haven't got to the point where we're too serious to have fun. What a miserable place to be. You can't tell by my face, it was designed to look miserable. <laughs> my fear is that some of you have looked at me too long and your faces have become similar. Bible says, the Lord says, Behold, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door, I will come in, be with him. What has to happen first? Behold, I stand and knock. If any man hears, first of all, there has to be a hearing. We can't imagine, oh, I sounded like a knock. There has to be a hearing. Something that's a little bit more persistent than just a casual thought. Do you know what I'm talking about? When God speaks, when you feel the tug of something in your heart. Have you ever experienced that? Come on. Don't worry about the people around you. They, they might be waiting for you to speak. Anybody ever heard that little tug of the heart? It's a sound that was different to just getting a nudge about forgetting to collect the milk from Tesco's. Yeah? Tell me. Yes. Tell me. Yes. Oh, I knew you could do it. <laughs> Isn't it funny? When you shout at people, they're more, more willing to shout back. <laughs> back in the day, we used to do shouting, preaching, not here, I mean in another life. And the louder they shouted and the more, the more spiritual it was. And you got response from people. I'm not sure that there was anything holy about it, but it was just a natural response. You have to hear. That's something that God helps you with. And then, if you open the door, what, what does opening the door mean? in something like that. I hear, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody hears my voice, hmm, what does that look like? What does it sound like? And how do I open the door? Huh? Hearing, God's work. Opening the door, probably not much more than saying, Yes, Lord. There isn't anything we can do. I can't stand on my head and wave my legs in the air or anything like that. It's not cutting myself or dancing or anything like that. It's basically, yes, Lord, I'm listening. We can't come to God. We can't produce his presence. In fact, no one seeks God except the Spirit of God is already drawing them. So if there's a, if there's a, a tendency, a, a slight feeling, in my case it was like a mild interest 
against the flow of everything else that was happening those years ago. God draws us. Can a man, by taking thought, add one cubit to his statue? I can do nothing, is what the Bible teaches us. No man can come to me, John 6, can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. If there's a nudge, if there's an inkling, if there's a still small voice, if it's something completely different to that. For me, it was God just arranged circumstances to separate me from the friends that I was running with. I didn't see that as God. I saw that as an inconvenience. It was later, looking back, I saw it was God. Can a man by taking thought? No. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. So it's not about uh, when we pray or how we pray or what we can do, how much we read, what we eat or don't eat, how well behaved I am. It's nothing to do with those things. It's to do with, well, we can initiate the thing, I suppose, and say, Lord, if you're, if you're, have some interest in me. I'd like to hear, I'd like to see something. When I was thinking about this, I was definitely thinking, as I said earlier on, definitely thinking that this is something that applies to all of us, no matter how long. We cannot be people that, yes, I remember those days, I remember how it was, and we just keep faithfully on. We just keep going. God doesn't want that. He wants us to live in the freshness of new every morning of his presence. That's what he's been saying to us here, together, this community, for weeks and months. He's got something for us. What do we do? What can we do? Other than say, Lord, I don't know if I believe this or not. But open for a, a sample, a try. I'm sat sitting here. Or the other end of the scale, well, you know, I've been through these things and experienced them over the years. Good to look back on them. I'm not satisfied to look back. I have a hunger for more. Tasted something of the presence of God. That's what he has for us. So let's think about being honest before God because that's a great starting place. Well, I'm not really bothered. I'm not really bothered. Well, here's a little thought. Okay, you're not bothered. But is he bothered about you? I wonder why you're still on the journey. Not really bothered. Wouldn't it be better if there was something that was stirring, yearning, something that may have experienced in previous times? Since you're sort of stuck in this situation, wouldn't it be better 
if you found that he was bothered about you. See, he comes to us as the lost sheep, the prodigal son. It's never that we come to him. He comes to us. I guess a good starting point is the confession of need. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Frankly, my understanding of reality is insufficient. I need him to tell me how it really is. I need him to draw me to him. Let me come back again. No one comes unless the Spirit draws. That's the only way that happens. Sometimes I find I keep on asking. Why do I keep on asking? Essentially, because something's stirring in me and I'm not going to be satisfied otherwise. I'm only asking because God is stirring something. Again, it's him at work and I'm responding to that. And then I know there's no other way to come to him. I've been trying to serve you but it's probably at my convenience. I've been trying to seek you, but it's on my terms. Do it my way. This is how it's to be. I'm afraid we can't, we can't specify that. If we went round the room now, and people were being honest, we'd find that there were a huge variety of ways that we've experienced God, that God has come to us, that God has drawn us to himself. And he's saying it again now, a fresh touch, a fresh revelation. We can't specify how it is. Well, I'd like the mighty rushing wind. Yeah, well, I'm a bit nervous about that. I think I, that, that, that would frighten me a bit. Um, you know, can it be the still small voice? I'm, I'm more able to cope with that. We can't specify those things can be a stirring. It can be a memory. Your God uses memories sometimes. It's just, ah, yes. Hmm. It stirs something up. We don't get to choose. We can't even choose our moment or the method or the matter. Do you remember um, Sam Dixon telling us his testimony? It was on a youth weekend as part of the leaders, leadership of it. Just when he thinks it's coming to his moment, he's interrupted <coughs> by need of one of the others. And God met him. But it wasn't just when he felt it would be. You know, I've told you before, I, I think probably the most unlikely place that I could imagine of God meeting anybody is on the M25 in a traffic jam other than helping us to retain our sanity. And that thought came to me once. Can you know God's presence? I'm driving along in the presence of God. I'm just on my own in the car. The presence of God came. God can do whatever he wants, however he chooses. Let's do a little exercise. You've been sitting, listening, very good. Turn to the person next to you. 
it seems as though you've been listening well. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Now I've checked. Now I've checked you're still alive. And functioning. No, that's enough, that's enough. I want to take it a little bit further. What is your current position? Tell you what, let's take a moment. Do we get... Um, write it down. What is your current position? Um, not bothered? Uh, been there, done that? Faint stirring, no stirring? Tell God. Do a little, you know, sentence. What is your current position? Write it down. As an offering, you can give it. Nobody's going to read it, but the stewards are going to bring offering pots. Not for the offering, but for the offering of your prayer. Just pass it along and they'll collect them. If you need paper and pens, they've got those as well. If you want paper, you might as well take part because we're not going on just yet. What would you say to God about where, what is your position right now? Seeking, not seeking, hungry, not hungry, whatever is your position. I can't say it for you, but it is an opportunity to be honest before God. Nobody else is going to read it. You'll only put it in the offering pot as an act of offering this prayer to God. You've got three minutes. So don't write a life story. Okay, we're collecting them up now into the offering pots, but as you put it in, it's symbolic of saying, Lord, this 
is my prayer. This is what I'm saying to you at this time. The honest ones amongst you, if you borrowed a pen, you can put that back in the pot. Otherwise, you can receive it as a token of our love and appreciation. Okay, all done? So what are we saying? We can't, but he can and will. It's never we come to God, he comes to us. If we're coming to him, it's because he's drawn us. If there's the slightest little inkling, that ain't come from the enemy, that comes from God. That's God at work. I can't get to God. Faith is knowing that. Faith is knowing I can't get to God, but he's done everything needed, and I'm choosing to rely on his words. Philippines says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Isn't that amazing? It's God who works in you who works in me, not only to create the desire, but to cause there to be that will and to act in order to fill, fulfill his good purpose. He creates the desire. You know, to want something more of God, frankly, is evidence in itself that God is at work in you. Bible teaches that no one seeks God of our own accord. It's God who's working in us. God's love for us is greater than our love for him will or could ever be. That's God at work. Frankly, you can't see what God is doing and who he is with natural ability. We're not equipped to do that. That's why it's spirit to spirit. That's why it's something that's deep inside but very real life-changing, compelling, direction-setting. Can't get to it with our natural ability. When our eyes are opened by him, we can do it. We can't open our own eyes. We need him to open our eyes. Ephesians says, I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the people. We're going to use a song as a prayer. Just before we do that, let's just take a moment. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray that you would confirm your word with signs following. Lord, that you would open eyes 
that you would create desire which only can only come from you. Lord, will you confirm your word in Jesus' name. Open the eyes of my heart. It's very useful sometimes. And it's, don't please just sing the song. This is a prayer. We're praying together. But we're praying individually as well. Let's stand together. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Holy Spirit, come. Hear our prayer. We want to see you. All the seeker of Abba Shamana Mananda today. Seal of my Shamana Baronda today. Hallelujah. Take your seats again. In all this, brothers and sisters, we have a role, but we don't have the whole picture. It's about stepping into a place that you can't analyze or organize. But you do it thinking, it could be God. It could be God. 
I was thinking about the story of Pentecost when he first poured out his Holy Spirit. Just think it just follow that through with me for a minute. First he creates a desire. Jesus creates a desire. They're gathered together in an upper room in obedience to what Jesus instructed. They knew they were to be witnesses, that there would be signs and wonders. They didn't know. They'd never experienced. It was an unknown what it was to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit hadn't been poured out then. I was thinking about this. I thought, how did they do it? Somebody went and found a place. Well, that wasn't very holy. But they were nudged or directed. Somebody had the key to the place. It was part of the process of God. They weren't all Peter standing up to speak. They played very vital part in the facilitating of this. Who set the time? Who decided when they were going to meet? What time, what day? Isn't mentioned. It seems insignificant. But God weaves our seemingly insignificant role into his grand purpose. That's what he does. What am I talking about? A little greeting here, a little questioning there, and not that kind of social thing, you know. Hi, how are you doing? Not slightest bit interested, but it's what you're supposed to say. We, we, we don't need to be dragged into that stuff. Not if we're led to the Spirit of God. Not if we move at a level which God has ordained for us, that we walk in the power of his spirit, that we walk as led by the spirit, as we have fresh encounters with him. That's what he's got for us. And he's been very consistent and insistent in saying that over these weeks and months. I just feel... hmm, I need to have coffee with this person. Well, not very, very mind-blowing. You know, costas everywhere. But if it's God, it's the doorway. And I, do you get it right every time? I've never got it right every time. Uh, if there's a formula for doing that, I don't know. But actually stepping out on what we believe could be God... Or turning to him. Uh, maybe it's to read the scripture, or maybe it's to just be quiet before him. Oh God, come Holy Spirit. No, nothing happened. The next day, Lord, I need you. Nothing happened. Frankly, where else am I going to go? He has the words of life. But why am I bothered? What's stirring in me to say, Lord, I need to meet you? That don't come from the devil. 
That don't come from me. That's God at work. And that's what he does. Can be very thrilling. You have the coffee. During this time, God unlocks something in their life. I had a role, but I didn't know what God had up his sleeve. He's got more than I can ever dream or think of. So you're within the sound of his voice. You can drift and go nowhere, not bothered. You can try and row hard at self-effort. Or we can do the only thing that he tells us to do, and turn to him, open the door. God lays his narrative over our memories. Do you know, I remember once, some years ago, feeling like I was just a long way from God. And in my mind, I had this thought, it's like a, a long, slow, hard climb to get back to that place of knowing his presence. It wasn't like that. You see, I drifted, but he hadn't. I turned and he was there. That's our God. That's our loving Father. There was a popular poster that people, Christians, used to uh, use some years ago called Footprints in the Sand. Didn't any of you remember that? Yeah, it's very well known. And, and this poster had the footprints going across the sand and all of a sudden there'd only be, that's two sets of footprints and all of a sudden there's just one set. And then later on there's two sets again. And, and the message was, why, why was there only one set of footprints? Because at that point of time, I picked you up and carried you. It wasn't that you were left alone. You needed a different form of moving forward. That's the nature of our God. You know, it's so easy to focus on what we've not got or where we, we aren't at. That's the enemy. We'll always try and focus you on what we don't have, what we haven't got. You know, I, I don't think I've, I may have done it here, but sometimes when I've been travelling, I say to people, how are you going to describe me? Well, he's white, he's English, he's bald. And I then turn round. Wait a minute. You're focusing on what I've not got, not what I have got. It's so easy to focus on what we don't have. Well... Uh, we haven't got a, I don't know about it, we haven't got a trumpet or whatever you call it, penny whistle or something. Uh, no, not the same. Yeah, but what have we got? See, it, it's, the enemy will always say, well, you're a long way. Oh, you're, you're. But the very fact that he within the sound of his voice Let's think about what we do have. We're assured of our place in heaven when we submit to him. It's a very interesting verse in Corinthians when Paul's writing to them and saying, complete from what you have. He's not striving for something that's somewhere in the distance. We already have the promise of his presence, 
the promise of the refreshing. You know that, that uh, I don't know what it is, old story about in the desert there's a, there's a pump. Beside the pump there's a little container of water. And the whole idea is you have to prime the pump. The temptation is you want to just drink the water that's there because you're thirsty, you've been walking across the desert. But the purpose of that is you pour that into the pump to prime the pump so that you can get an endless supply. I wonder what priming the pump is. I wonder if there's anything other than the fact that we say, yes, Lord, or that we ask him. That seems to be the sum total. Since he's drawing you, you can now draw near to him. James 4 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. We're going to use a, <clears throat> not going to sing a song. It's a song that I ask that we just play as we conclude. Um, have we got time? Do we need to collect the children yet? We're okay for five minutes, yeah? Okay. I looked for him in a soft summer rain and he was there. You might not like the music, you might not like the song, but when listen to the words. was dark and it all seemed in vain, yet he was there. And I saw him in the desert sun and on the avenue. I could hear him in a little church when two sweethearts did I do. I looked for him in the heart So simple, yet so wonderful. 
you want to just state again to him that you want to see him. You want to see him afresh. You want to get a fresh glance at him, a fresh touch from him. Stand with me now while we pray. Maybe you've never had that experience. This is an opportunity for you to stand. Lord, I don't just want it. I need it. Lord, will you come to us? Lord, will you confirm what you've been saying to us with signs following? Lord, we cry out to you at this time, Lord, that you would grant to us that freshness, that anointing, Lord, that causes us to love you and love one another, to fulfill, Lord, the purpose and the calling that you've placed upon us. Lord, we clear, clearly declare to you at this time, there's something that we long for. There's something, Lord, that we need. We need, Lord, that fresh, that fresh anointing, that download, that revelation. And, Lord, we can't do it, but we declare right now we're asking, Lord. Lord, we're asking. Lord, will you come? Will you come, Lord? Let's just gently lift our hands and just begin to, to utter his name and praise him. Hallelujah. Come, Lord Jesus. Let's lift our voices and just declare. Yes, Hallelujah. Mm. Oh God, come to us. Hallelujah. also be our prayer. Come Lord Jesus. Oh Lord Jesus. Lord meet us like never before. Not by might nor by power but by your spirit Lord.
come to the conclusion of the time together here's a suggestion I don't really do suggestions tell somebody what God has done for you God has met you this morning anything that you feel make sure you tell to somebody and if you'd like people to pray with you, maybe for salvation, to turn to him, to know him for real, or for the infilling of the Holy Spirit that we might love him and love one another more, then there'll be opportunity and the prayer team will be available. Okay, Daniel. Kids, yes. Please don't forget your children. It's not right. Yeah. <laughs> 
thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at lifelineuk.com.